0: Good morning. I feel unusually nervous. Well, I think I'm unusually nervous. Clay says I'm like this every time. Um, But I feel unusually nervous. I don't think ever before when I've come to speak have I been worried that I would inadvertently fall into a baptism pool. (laughs) You know that that's an irrational fear, right? Like it would take a special kind of clumsy to fall into that pool. But I believe that I feel this weight because this is a topic that is really dear to my heart. Um, For those of you who don't know me, I better start by introducing myself. Obviously, my name is Julia because that's who Simon prayed for, but um, I'm married to Clay and we have been coming to this place uh, when it's had all sorts of different names. So we've been here when it was Elizabeth Street and then E Street and now The Street. Um, And we have four children and as of this week, we are empty nesters. (gasps) I'm not sure how I feel about it. Don't clap. Or do clap. I don't know. (laughs) It's only been a week. Um, Yeah, so our youngest has just moved into a hall because she's going to university. So we are entering a new season of life. And with every new season, it's important to be reminded to trust God for what he's got in store for us, isn't it? And that's our verses for today. Our verses for today are Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. These have to be some of my most treasured words from the Bible. They're so simple, they're so easy, they're so profound, and yet somehow I constantly need to be reminded on a regular basis that this is what faith in Jesus boils down to. As I was thinking about these verses, I was thinking, "What does it mean when it says that if we trust God, He will make our paths straight?" I don't know about you, but my life does not seem to be a straight path. There seem to be all sorts of twists and turns, obstacles, detours. So, what does it mean to say that if because I trust God, He's going to make my path straight? I was living in the states when I first met my then future husband, Clay. And early on in our relationship, Clay took me to Texas to meet his mom and dad. Um, and while we were staying there, he decided that he wanted to take me to see the university that he had graduated from, the University of Arkansas. And so he wanted to take me to Fayetteville, where this university is. Well, my future mother-in-law, Tamer was extremely concerned about this trip. She said we would have to take a road that was known as the Pig Trail. To hear her tell it, this road was windy, perilous, sickness-inducing, basically little more than a track. And so, as we travelled to Fayetteville, I spent the whole of the journey waiting for the dreaded pig trail. It never seemed to eventuate, so a few hours into the trip, I asked Clay, when do we get to the pig trail, to which he replied, we're on it. So it turns out that what in Texas is called the dreaded pig trail is actually a better road than State Highway 1 in New Zealand. (laughs) Because Texas roads are wide and straight and often four lanes and they go on for miles and miles and miles without a single curve. And frankly, I find them extremely boring to drive on. The only way on a Texas road that you can tell that you're getting somewhere is when uh, the flag in the distance, as you start to approach it, gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it turns out to be an enormous American flag over a car dealership. If you've ever been over there, you will have seen them. I don't know why, but all car dealerships have a giant American flag over the top of them. You can tell how successful the dealership is by how big the flag is. The only other way you can tell if you're getting somewhere is the tiny distant sign that you thought was a road sign takes shape and becomes in reality an enormous billboard. The only thing to do on a Texas road trip is to play 20 questions, not with Clay because he cheats, (laughs) count oil derricks, count dead armadillos on the road and listen to music. What's the saying about dead armadillos, Clay? Uh, You don't have to do the mic, just yell. It's always dangerous to get him up on stage. Little known elsewhere, of course. Little known elsewhere, but in Texas, Commonly known, alligators are born on the side, of the, or sorry, armadillos are born on the side of the road. <laughs> Dead. Okay, he missed that whole punchline, but anyway. <laughs> I love him anyway. Anyway, in Texas, a road trip is not much of a driving challenge, it's more of a test of patience and endurance and staying alert because the sheer size of the place means you spend hours and hours getting anywhere. You know, when I think about this proverb, I don't think that the proverb is talking about a straight path in terms of a Texas highway kind of straight path. I don't think we're all cruising through life in a Chevy Suburban, killing time and just waiting for our journey to end. Life isn't a straight path like that. So what is the promise from these verses? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. It doesn't say our path will be flat, free of obstacles. There won't be mountains to climb, rivers to ford, ice, breakdowns, accidents and the like. It doesn't say the path will be smooth and easy. So what does it mean that it will be straight? So I'm not an expert theologian or biblical scholar, as you can probably tell. And my interpretation of these verses is formed through experience. I think it's like this. God is my flag in the distance. He's my billboard getting closer. He's my ultimate destination. He's my clear path. And the awesome thing is, he's also right beside me in the car. He allows me to drive myself in my little life wagon because he wants to do the journey journey with me. He's not interested in being my Uber driver. He's not interested in standing at the start point and waving me off and saying, I'll see you at the end. He's right there with me. He is doing this thing with me every day. And yet I've discovered that I've got an unfortunate default setting, which means that I very easily forget God's presence. I don't forget his existence, but I often operate as though I'm alone in my little life car. It's ridiculous. It's like someone on their learner's license who happens to have the world's premier, best ever driver next to them, which according are calling to my son is Max Verstappen. Is that right? I don't know that if you want a Formula One driving te- driver teaching you how to drive if you're a learner, but yeah. The world's best, way better than Max Verstappen, I can't even say his name. Way better, the best ever. So it's like I'm driving along in my little life wagon. And I've got the most amazing driver ever next to me. And he's not just the most amazing driver. He actually designed and built my car. He actually engineered and designed and constructed the road I'm on. He actually knew every step of the journey that I was going to take before I even started. The text says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's, not, that's talking about an act of trust. That's not a passive, just riding along kind of trust. It says, acknowledge him in all my ways. That's not a passive, he's knowing, knowing he's somewhere out there like the billboard or the flag. It's present but distance. It's doing life daily in tandem with him. Making him the focus, talking to him, learning from him. And he will make my path straight. Still pondering the straight path question. What does that mean? You know, as I was preparing for day and I was thinking hard about this sermon. There was this song, line from a song that got stuck in my head. Does it ever happen to you? Just stuck there. Would not go away. Over and over and over. And it's part of a chorus from a song by Silverchair. And it says, waking up strong in the morning. Walking in a straight line. Lately, I'm a desperate believer in walking in a straight line." And I think that song resonates with me so strongly, is because so many of my whanau have battled and are battling uh, issues with mental health and addiction, and the writer of that song is someone who daily battles severe issues with health, mental health and addiction. You know, this week, Clay and I have celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we lost a child and (laughs) we gained 32 years. Um, Yeah, and in all honesty, I have to tell you, though, Clay and I are only here by the grace of God. For those of you who don't know us, I should tell you that Clay had a stroke a few years ago. And when it happened, overnight, his path and my path and our family's path suddenly seemed to become more like a minefield. When the stroke happened, I honestly thought that the biggest challenge would be Clay's physical recovery, but I was wrong. Our biggest challenge, probably the biggest challenge we have ever faced together, was the post-stroke psychosis that dominated our world for the better part of three years. It was a total nightmare, (laughs) but through it all, God was with us, And through it all, even during the times when he had more or less literally lost his mind, Clay still got up every day and read his Bible and spent time with Jesus. And when I think of the words, lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways submit to him, I see Clay, totally lost, confused, with constant noise in his head, but daily walking the journey with God, waking up strong in the morning. And as messy and flawed and crazy as it all was, I see so clearly that he was choosing, as best he could in that moment, the straight path, the straight line. You know, I've watched other close members of my family battle clinical-level mental health issues. And I've watched them push God aside or keep him in the distance And I have watched Clay fight for his mental health with God at his side. And I have to say there's no comparison. I asked Clay if I could share that story with you today, and he's graciously accepted. The reason I wanted to do that is because I know, I just know that there are people here today who are struggling with mental health issues, who are struggling with brain injury or addiction, and you're either experiencing it yourself directly or you're trying desperately to support someone you love who's going through it. You know, there are no generic answers or one-size-fits-all solutions for mental illness and addiction and brain injury. It's so important that you get professional help and that you have input from others. Now, I don't want to minimise or give false hope, but I can say from my own experience that if you choose to trust in the Lord with all your heart, And not lean on your own understanding. Not listen to all the words that your brain is telling you. If you make a habit of acknowledging him, he will make a path for you. Isaiah 43, 19 tells us that Jesus came to make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And if your mind feels like a wilderness or a wasteland, Jesus is the way maker, the miracle worker the promise keeper, the light and the darkness. Having a brain injury, having a mental illness does not mean you are a second-class Christian. It doesn't mean that you're less spiritual than other people. It certainly does not mean that Jesus loves you any less. In the book of Matthew, there's a story about Jesus' disciples who were in a boat and they were in a bad storm and it was late at night and they were afraid. And they'd got onto this boat on the lake and they'd left Jesus behind on the other shore. And late at night, they saw someone walking out to them on the water. And I'll, you, I'll pick up from verse 26 in Matthew 14. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of his boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt So you notice that the verses say immediately Jesus reassured the people on the boat and immediately Jesus reached out and caught Peter's hand. Clay reminded me that in another telling of the story in one of the other Gospels it also says that, um, that immediately as soon as Jesus got on the boat the storm stopped and immediately they were on the other side. That's why we can trust our God. We have a saviour who doesn't leave us afraid, who won't let us sink. We have a saviour that will make a way for us even if the storm is happening in our own mind. God is the straight path, the one who can and will show us the way forward. And if there's ever a time that we need to trust wholeheartedly and not lean on our own understanding, it's when our mind is broken and confused. I just want to say here with that story that I do believe that God answers prayers immediately, but I don't, I know from my own life experiences, that doesn't mean that your life circumstances change immediately. In the book of Daniel, we read that Daniel had a dream that troubled him greatly, so he prayed earnestly about it. And the Bible says that God sent a messenger to Daniel who told him, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. You know, all of us here today are highly esteemed by God, dearly loved you may be in a really difficult situation, you may not get an immediate change, but you can know that when you pray, things happen in the spiritual realm that you can't perceive or understand. But And what you can have immediately when you pray is God's peace and his reassurance. The Bible says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving... Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, when someone is seasick in a boat or car sick, because you're on the pig trail, <laughs> the best cure is to fix your eyes on the horizon on a steady mark. When my youngest daughter, was learning to be, she's a ballerina, and when she was learning to do, I think it's pirouettes, when she was learning to spin around, and around, spin around. <laughs> she was taught to keep her eyes on a focal point for as long as possible. And that's how she would keep her balance. Trusting in God is fixing your eyes on him, making him the focal point. He is the flag in the distance. He's the one sitting next to you. The straight line is doing life to him and with him. You might feel like you're on the pig trail. Jesus is right there. Keep focusing on him. Be a desperate believer, like it says in the song. Hang on to him for dear life. He can straighten the windiest road. I don't want to minimize how hard Clay's mental health journey was, But I can also say that as tough as the past few years have been, and as much as I do not ever want to go back to where we were, I can also say that there were precious, precious times of experiencing God's comfort and presence that we would never have had if we weren't going through what we went through. There were miracles and encouragements that could only be felt because of what we were enduring. And our lives and our faiths are richer because of it. Dealing with the minefield of Clay's psychosis brought a deeper understanding about what trusting God looks like when everything else is stripped away. It brought a much more profound knowledge of what it means to not lean on our own understanding. Clay described it as like this. He said, when you're in a minefield, you have to crawl on your hands and knees to get through. But being that close to the ground means you see things that you would never get to see otherwise. The gift of brokenness, if that's what you're experiencing, is that it brings us to our needs. It takes away our dependence on our own understanding and brings us to a much, much deeper dependence on God. And even if your life right now is not the pig trail, if it's good and you're cruising, if you're on the Texas interstate and you're counting armadillos, you still need to be reminded just as much because these verses are for you too. Perhaps you need to know even more to keep trusting in the Lord with all your heart and not leaning on your own understanding, submitting all your ways to him and he will make your paths straight. I started by saying that I really believe that there are people in this room that are struggling in a similar kind of way. And I'm going to pray as I finish off. But what I would like to do is, I'm not going to make it really tricky for you, but if you're someone who's experiencing struggles with your mental health or if you're someone who's trying to support someone who's experiencing struggles with their mental health, I'd just like you to be a little bit brave and just stand up so I can pray for you. Is anybody brave enough to stand up so I can pray for you? Thank you. Anybody else? There's nothing magic about standing up, but sometimes if you put your body where you want your soul to be, something happens in the spiritual. Anybody else? Okay, one more second. Okay, let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for the courage of the people who are standing. Lord, whether it's their own mind that is the battleground or if it's someone they love that is battling, Lord, would you meet them in a profound way right now, Lord? Would they know your encouragement? Would they know your strength? Would they know your peace? Would you be at work just profoundly in their situation, Lord? Would they hold your hand? Would they trust in you and not lean on their own understanding? Lord, as your family, we just want to spiritually gather around these people and just hold them up to you. Father, you see every story. You know every heart. You know our own hearts better than we know them ourselves. And Lord, I pray for miracles. And I pray for encouragement. And I pray for hope. And I pray, Lord, as a benediction with these precious people who are standing, be able to trust in you with all their hearts and lean not on their own understanding and all their ways submit to you. And would you make their path straight? Thank you, Lord. Amen.